Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are live. Make sure you hit that like button for me. Hit that subscribe button. Do all that fun stuff. Make sure you go over to rebelwoodonareason.com to get all of your fun merchandise over there. You get your Trump stuff, your rebel stuff, your alien gear, whatever you want. You'll find a link to the show over there as well. It'll take you right to Rumble. Make sure you click on that. You know, they are known to hide the show from you guys from time to time. So if you go to rebelwithoutareason.com, the link's right there. Click that shop all button and get some fun stuff for yourself or your family for the shopping season. Use that rebel code rebel for 10% off at the checkout. Get yourself something cool. At rebelwithoutareason.com. What's up, guys and girls? Um, uh, make sure you hit that like button for me. Let me know if we got any audio issues. Might need to update this situation here. Shout out to all the Rumble folks over there on Rumble. Holding it down. Let's see where we're going to go first. Got a bunch of stuff because I've missed a few days. Missed a couple days here and there. 
Oh, this is perfect. I'm going to kick this off with the... We're going to do the whole story. But we'll get started with this one right here. Fleeing suspect attempted to hide in a porta potty in a Wisconsin golf course only to be thwarted by a golfer. So this guy had robbed somebody. We're going to get into the whole actual news story here in a second, but uh, he hid in the porta potty and the dude knocked the shit over and the cops came, literally. Yeah, you need to get the out. Let me out. Taking a second overall, or are there two of them in there? Come out. Crawl out, dude. Don't do anything stupid. Get on the ground. My favorite story of the day. A golfer helped police in Glendale, Wisconsin to make their arrest after he spotted a suspect running into a porta potty. He tipped the mobile bathroom over with the door facing the ground so the man wow. couldn't escape. By the time police found him, he was yelling to get out. The man was one of four suspects who led police on a pursuit in a stolen car. They were all captured. This guy was taken into custody. And yeah, yeah. you can imagine. Gross. Yeah, you need to get out. <laughs> Gross. Yeah, I remember that, Ernest. Let me go to YouTube and find that clip right quick. Did y'all ever watch Ernest Goes to Jail or Ernest Goes to Camp back in the day? This shit was classic. Yeah. <laughs> Ernest was this was the bomb back in the day. If y'all don't know already, you better find it out. What's up, Stanton? Good to have you here, sir. Make sure y'all hit that like button for me. I appreciate y'all. And here. Go back here and click this button to make it do it. Jumping all over the place again. Starting it off right. Yeah, Ernest Goes to Camp. Man, that's a good kids movie. If you hadn't watched, let your kids watch that, it's a good kids movie. Let's get this thing started off. ABL posted this a second ago. Um, talking about the kids nowadays going to school. And they're five years old. This this young lady's going to tell you about how she's got a dance class trying to get these kids in order. And they're telling her, you ain't my mama. I ain't got to listen to you and all this mess. Come on, man. What's up with these parents nowadays? ABL posted this one here. Shout out to ABL. He's in pre-K to elementary school, elementary school to high school. I'm calling you out. The children today, I have never experienced, and I'm, I'm 22. Having to teach and work with you guys as children has been the most traumatic experience of my life. I teach five-year-olds ballet. Five-year-old girls ballet. I have a class of 10 students. 
they don't respect any authority. You ask them, can you stand in your designated spot? They're telling you no and shut up. They're throwing things at each other. They're throwing things at other people, other classmates. You say, can everybody sit in their spot? I don't want to. I'm not doing that. You don't get to tell me what to do. You're not my mom. You confront the parent. The parent tries to argue with you and fuss at you because you tried to reprimand and redirect their kid. I told a young little girl, please sit in your spot. You're not my mom. You don't tell me what to do. Okay. When her mom came to pick her up, I said, hey, your daughter's having a hard time following instructions. And seven times today, I've had to redirect her to just sit in her spot. Well, clearly she didn't want to sit. And mind you, this is a mom. Clearly she didn't want to fucking sit right there. So, I mean, if she's telling you she don't want to do something, why keep asking her to do it? You know she's not going to do it. What world do we live in? Like, what in you guys' brain as a parent says, hmm, my kid not following any directions is a, is a great thing. It's not that serious. And y'all don't have a right to tell her what to do. It's sad. It's sad. It's really, really sad. And another thing that's heart-wrenching, it's horrifying. It is horrifying. Your five-year-old daughters are asking to listen to Pound Town and Ski Yee. <laughs> your Pound daughters, your five-year-old daughters are asking, can we hear Pound Town? I'm playing them Princess Tiana ballet music. Why do they even go in the ballet class if they listen to Ski Yee? If they want to hear Pound Town, why are they even in ballet class? They're not doing no ballet to that. Fuck out of here. What's wrong with the parents nowadays? And that shit's acceptable. I was talking to one of my customers today about that shit. Well, actually, it was yesterday. He was talking about the price of uh, daycare. That shit's expensive as hell. You already know that. But you got to deal with parents that don't take care of their kids. They expect the, the schools to raise them and the daycares to raise them. They don't give them no kind of, well, not all parents, obviously, but some of them don't give them no kind of guidance when they go in there. Before they go in there, they don't have no rules at home. They ain't got no respect for nobody at home, no home training. Go in there acting a damn fool. You got me fucked up. Let's move on. This is uh, for my New York people out there. New York people, listen up. There's a bulletin that's warning of a terror threat in New York. What's going on here? Let's find out. Thank you, Jerika. CBS News has obtained a security alert suggesting an increasing terrorist threat to New York State. The New York State Intelligence Bulletin points to Israeli operations against Hamas, and specifically that the increase in civilian casualties raises the likelihood that violent extremist threat actors will seek to conduct attacks Actors. against targets in the West, with New York State being a focus. The alert says possible targets include protests and other public events. Police in New York maintaining a highly visible security presence around potential targets like synagogues. And while there's no specific or credible threat, security for this week's Thanksgiving Day Parade is at a high level with a full deployment of thousands of New York City police officers. The intelligence bulletin emphasizes that anti-Palestinian chatter has also been observed on multiple social media channels with pro-Israeli advocates calling for violence against Palestinians and those who support them. The greatest 
threat comes from lone actors who take inspiration from violent rhetoric, much of it online. Today, New York's governor called on social media companies to take an aggressive approach to shut them down, Jerika. Catherine Harris, thank you for that. Yeah, Hochul was talking about misinformation. They're going to give y'all some re-education for your children up there in, there in uh, the New York school system. They need some re-education, though. Some of these damn kids. We'll get to all that here in just a second. The uh, through some some of the teenagers that uh, beat the beat the hell out of Jonathan Lewis and killed him. He they were in court today. 16, 17, 17, 16 are being charged with second degree murder. There they are right here in the courtroom. We're going to start with Mr. Hernandez. Mr. Hernandez, I hope they give these motherfuckers life in jail. You know they ain't going, they ain't going to, though. They'll be out on bond tomorrow, probably. <laughs> What's up, Anthony? Um, Your Honor, the state and all defense counsel have come to an agreement. Um, we're not going to address bail today. However, we are all going to agree that the defendants be remanded to juvie custody. The case will remain in front of Your Honor, but um, they will be housed in juvie for the future, probably to about 14. Yeah, we'd like to come back for a status check um, once they've had a chance to work up the discovery and probably set it pre from them. I need to put them in the... Uh... Okay, uh, the 14th of December. Yes. yes. What everyone would like. Okay, all right. It'll be the court's order that the defendants are remanded to the juvenile facility pursuant to the stipulation of counsel. And we'll set a status check on the 14th for discovery. Thank you. Thank you. Well, Thank you. Thank you. But they put him in the juvenile facility. Out there doing grown-up shit, killing people, but you get to be put in the juvenile facility. Put him in there with the big boys. Them hardcore motherfuckers and show them what time it is. Idiots. Dumb as hell. If the shoe was on the other foot, where you'd be having riots all over the fucking place. But that's a whole nother story. Let's see what's going on in Plano, Texas. Speaking of Plano, a Plano done ran into this damn building right here. Emergency crews are responding to a plane crash where multiple vehicles are on fire with reported injuries. 
Currently, multiple law enforcement and emergency crews are on the scene responding to a small plane that has crashed in Plano, Texas. So they got audio. Shit's on fire. Yeah, they'll be out before Christmas, I'm sure. Dude, you already know. And no one's have to battle. G.I. Joe. What's up with your boy with his birthday? His birthday was uh, yesterday on the 20th. Happy birthday to Satan himself. <laughs> Joe Biden's bitch ass. Look at all them candles on that damn cake. Wouldn't it be some shit if they burned down the White House with Joe Biden's cake? Accidental, of course. That's your man right there. Set it on fire, you sons of a bitch. Make sure y'all hit that like button for me. Hit that subscribe button, all that fun shit. Bringing you all the cool stuff. Check out these hover packs that got uh, head-mounted machine guns on them now. Check this. They worried about your AR-15 and they got flying people with the Iron Man jet packs on with the head-mounted machine guns tearing it up what's up Devon crazy as hell and dude this is just the stuff that they're showing us now imagine how far advanced they are past this point already I mean, we're seeing this in, in its almost usable testing phase. I saw them going across the damn ship the other day. They were going, flying right up onto that bitch. Like, wow, dude. From across the way. Speaking of that. Um, go to, we'll get to it here in a minute. What's up, SC Wolverines in the house? Oh, yeah, check that shit out now. This one's from Andy No. A Trantifa comrade, pronouns she, her, in Florida, allegedly stabbed a man to death and set his home on fire with the body. Now, far-left networks are fundraising cash to try to free the suspect. Matthew Tamayo is booked into jail as a white male. Let's go see his photo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Holy shit, get that out of here. Wow. This is a she-her right here. That he's, He got booked in the jail as a white male. Antifa link far left militants are fundraising for the release and legal aid of a Florida far left trans activist accused of murdering a man, setting fire to his home and burglarizing his property. Matthew Daniel Tamil, who uses the alias and trans name Dandelion, was arrested in September over the March murder of a man in Hawthorne, Putnam County, Florida. 
The 23-year-old Minnesota native is accused of stabbing Lewis Stackhouse to death, then setting his mobile home on fire before running, going on the run with the victim's vehicle. The male was found driving the stolen 2008 Saturn Sky in Tampa during a traffic stop. Tamale attempted to flee but was caught. I mean, that's a dude right there. I'm sorry to tell you. Trans lesbian, is that what we got here now? Codename Dandelion, exactly. The website of extremist Antifa linked group the anarchist foundation put out a fundraising notice on november 19th about tamale who uses she her pronouns good lord dandelion is a trans femme pulling youth anarchist incarcerated in florida we aim to free her and help her support her needs while she's inside. Tamel was indicted by Putnam County Grand Jury on charges of first-degree homicide, first-degree arson, burglary, and theft. Because the judge denied Tamel bond, the far-less activists say funds are raised for their comrade. will go to... Maintaining inside contact, software, or other materials as well as support for other marginalized relatives in captivity with her. Can you do that? Raise funds for somebody else, for somebody else in there? Toward the end of the campaign, it says the money will also go to the unnamed people running the campaign. Oh, of course. There it is right there. Unnamed. Nothing to see here. Move along, please. That hair is through, though. Get it together, girlfriend. It is unknown when Tamille relocated to Florida, but she is originally from Brooklyn Park, Minnesota. She, get the fuck out of here. Uh, near Minneapolis and has a history of militant far-left activism there. In July 2021, Tamil was involved in a direct action in Pennington County, Minnesota, where she climbed. I can't stand the she. We need to get out of this. Where homeboy climbed on the ex excavator, excavator and locked himself there. Tamil was charged with a felony and misdemeanor trespass on a critical infrastructure. Homeboy's LinkedIn says that he was a student at Augsburg University in Minneapolis until 2021, studying youth studies. Underwater basket weaving, you ain't got nothing to do. Ain't nobody going to hire you for youth studies. What jobs are hiring for that? Besides protesters and vandalizers. Ain't nobody got time for that. Far-left activists in the U.S. have long supported and advocated for comrades accused and convicted of serious violent crimes. Adherents of the prison abolition ideology believe there should never be prison time for comrades, no matter the nature of the crime. 
So this person can kill somebody and burn their fucking house on fire, set their house on fire with the body in there and run away from the cops and nothing's supposed to happen to them. All right. Antifa members and far-left allies in Portland, Oregon, raised fundraised and covered the $2.1 million state bond for Malik Fard Mohammed in 2021, who was later convicted of multiple counts of attempted murder. In February this year, Oakland prison abolitionist Jennifer Angel was dragged to her death. During a violent robbery, her family and friends asked prosecutors not to jail her accused assailants are black dumb what are you dumb dumb as hell that's how you do it nowadays you want to get out of a crime just so you change your gender over I'm in, I'm in the middle of a switch when did you decide to do that Oh, just now. I thought just get right now. I want to do that switch over. All right, then. Do whatever you want. Let's keep this thing going here. <laughs> yeah, I do remember that song. That was funny. Uh, and, and that, when you watch it now, you're like, damn, that was like the very beginning of what was being like the woke type digging under the skin and kind of getting it started you know just kind of messing around with it because they had they weren't political like that they didn't had nothing to do they was dancing looking fine as hell they didn't have no political shit going on but then here they go let's do this one here Longtime houston lawyer arrested accused of smuggling paper laced with drugs into the courthouse say what not the courthouse, I'm sorry, the prison. Crazy story just down the interstate. A 77-year-old retired defense attorney finds himself on the other side of the law tonight. He barely walking in this is accused of smuggling drug-laced paper into the Harris County Jail. Now, his arrest comes after months of investigating. Detectives are now looking at whether those drugs could be linked to two jail deaths over the summer. Investigators believe that more attorneys could also be involved. Marcelina Benito breaks down the charges Lewis faces. Oh, hell no. He could be connected to two uh, deaths that happened there. Normally, when you're selling that shit on the street, if you kill somebody, they'll put your ass in jail. He's old as hell, too. That mask half falling off his face. We're going to leave no stone unturned. Tonight, a Harris County Sheriff's Office jail narcotics investigation expanding as investigators closely scrutinize everyone that has access to the jail. No one's immune from these, whether again it be our own staff or it could be a contractor that comes in, it could be family members, it could be uh, attorneys. It's this man, 77-year-old Ronald Lewis, at wow. the center of the investigation. The retired defense attorney accused of smuggling in 154 pieces of paper laced with ecstasy and synthetic marijuana to 14 different inmates. After four months of investigation, they arrested Lewis Friday during a jail visit. During the arrest, Mr. Lewis had 11 sheets of paper in his possession believed to be laced with narcotics. Detectives learned inmates would pay Lewis between $250 to $500 for the drug laced Dude, I was going to say, what the hell would be his motivation for doing that shit? You know? Other than money, 250 to $500 each time? 
Let me know which view y'all like better with this shit next to me over here like this. So you like it like this right there. So I'm down here in my little box. Trying to make it so you can see everything better. It's not you. It's the consumer. You let me know what you like better. The only problem with that one is you can't zoom in on it very good. You just make the box bigger. The other one has a better view. Oh, this is in Houston. Uh, SE Wolverines. So he had 14 inmates. $250 to $500 a pop. Papa was raking it in, dude. He's about to get in trouble. Number one or number two? Number one or number two? Number one or number two? Yeah, Stan says, didn't he make enough money being a lawyer? I don't know, dude. He's got 14 different clients in there. He might be um, what they call that shit when you don't have a, an attorney. They pay for it for you. Okay, cool. So you like this one good. Let's keep going. Papers. Investigators were tipped off to what was happening over the summer after the sudden death of two inmates. I think this investigation is just beginning. KHOU legal analyst Carmen Rowe says Lewis could be in far more serious legal trouble. When these autopsies come back, if they can connect these two deaths with the drugs that were brought in by Mr. Lewis, they're going to charge him with murder. Lewis was in court today to face a judge, but didn't answer questions. For now, Sheriff Ed Gonzalez says new security protocols are in place at the jail, including the use of paper provided by the jail for any documents handed to inmates. Yeah, public defender. Thank you, Stanton. Public something. It was public defender. He probably don't make a whole lot of money. If he's got 14 cases in there, for 14 different clients, he's in there all day, every day working with all of them, so... What do they do with ecstasy for in jail? Pillow talk? Dude, they do all kinds of stuff. I saw them one day uh, cooking lamb, uh, like Philly cheesesteaks or big-ass taco meal uh, on the big metal uh, bed. That It's it's basically like a uh, stainless steel grill now because all the paints got worn off of it and shit. They oil it up and fry up their meat and shit in there making these big-ass burritos putting the heat underneath the uh, bottom of the thing, catching a little fire in there or whatever, or a heating plate. I can't remember exactly how they did it, but they got the whole thing hot, cooking some big-ass burritos in there. I'm like, what are y'all doing, man? You got to make do with what you got, I guess, but shit. Tonight, there's the fucking party in there is my whole point. Office confirming Lewis may not be the only one smuggling drugs into the jail. Other attorneys could be doing the very same thing. Wow. I think there will be inmates. I think there will be other lawyers and people who are looked at uh, who could have assisted this attorney in getting that paperwork in there in the mm -hmm. volume that he did over the amount of time that he did. So I don't think that attorneys are the only target as we move forward with the investigation. So she said paperwork. However, they're, they're helping move paperwork along. You know what I'm saying? Like he'll give a folder with some shit inside there maybe. Pass that off to one lawyer. You give that to that one guy. You give that to the other guy. Shit, it's about to go down in this case. 
All right, Marcelino Benito reporting tonight. Lewis has since bonded out of jail. Now, if he's found guilty, the 77 year old could face up to 10 years in prison. Still ahead here at 77. Either way it goes, that might be a life sentence for him, dude. Old as hell. <laughs> yeah, he hit it right under that mask, dude. That it makes me sad to see people so old falling for that shit still with the mask on dude it's been three fucking years people goddamn come on with it three years later all right let's watch this good guy with a gun story pasco county man killed by a homeowner in an apparent robbery attempt so it uh this guy Attempted to rob him and he fucked around and found out. So the Pasco County Sheriff's Office is on scene of a deadly shooting that happened this morning. That shooting happened at the Trinity Palms at Seven Springs Apartments in Newport Ritchie. One man is dead, but the Pasco Sheriff's Office believes this is a case of a homeowner defending themselves. Eight on your side's Jeff Patterson joins us from that apartment complex with what he's learned. Jeff? Take it, Jeff. Good evening, Stacey and Josh. The Pasco County Sheriff's Office tells us an armed man tried to break into an apartment here earlier today. A person inside of the apartment then used their own weapon to shoot and kill the armed intruder. Pasco County Sheriff's deputies and crime scene technicians spent the morning going over the crime scene and interviewing witnesses. The Sheriff's Office says it's an ongoing investigation, but they believe there is no threat to the public. People we spoke with who live at the complex have plenty of their own questions about what happened. Do we know if it was personal because it's broad daylight in the middle of the day in the deep in a gated complex? So is it a robbery? <laughs> is it something? Is it somebody they know? I want to know that. because The sheriff's office says their early investigation shows this was a robbery attempt and the person living in the apartment shot and killed a man trying to break in. Berto Varela is not surprised it ended the way it did. There's a reason why, you know, there's uh, laws in place, and uh, I would have done the same thing myself if I was in his shoes. The Pasco County Sheriff's Office has not yet identified the person who was killed here earlier today or the person who shot them. The Sheriff's Office says this is still an open and active investigation. Live in Pasco County, Jeff Hatterson, 8 on your side. Mm. Hopefully, Pasco County Sheriff's hopefully nothing nefarious will happen there. They'll probably try to uh, say it was a, a drug deal gone bad or something, but hey, fuck around and find out, man. You, you try to break into somebody's house, you're going to get that heat sometimes. Stan said, as a business owner, I got grilled by a judge for using a public lawyer. Then the public lawyer told the judge I was paying him. Oh, wow. Case dismissed right then and there. Why would he tell him that he was paying him, that you were paying him? That shit's illegal as fuck. Found that the judge's best friend was the public lawyer and hired him. It's who you know. Oh, for sure, dude. For sure. Krabby, what's going on? Krabby Turtle's in the house. Dude, there was a guy that my uh, that Boomhauer uh, ran into, and he was talking about how he wrote this book uh, that was talking about lawyers being corrupt. And after he wrote that book, the FBI was on to him and shit, all kinds of stuff, man. 
I never read the book, but it was a true story because I looked it up on Amazon. I can't remember the name of the book off the top of my head. He'll text me later and tell me if he, after he watches this broadcast. Um, but yeah, according to him, lawyers in and out of the whole system are corrupt all over. So do what you will with that information, allegedly. We good, man. Y'all ready for the holidays? We got two days till Thanksgiving. Um, it's going to be uh, a crazy Thanksgiving at Hulk Hogan's house because his son was just arrested for another DUI. Check this out. Seven, the son of wrestling star Hulk Hogan, Nick Balea, slammed his car into a... Dude, look at that car. You remember last time he got into... Uh, DUI crash. He almost killed his damn friend. Watch this shit. Look at that car. Three in Clearwater. That crash left the passenger, his friend John Graziano, permanently disabled. Balea served only a few months in jail. Well, now Nick Balea is in trouble again. As Annie Mapp explains, he was arrested over the weekend and charged with another DUI. It's here on Gulf to Bay Boulevard in Clearwater where officers say Hulk Hogan's 33-year-old son, Nicholas Balea, didn't move over for officers with their emergency lights on. That caused them to pull him over and they believe alcohol was behind his careless driving. This video shows Nicholas Balea arriving to the Pinellas County Jail early Saturday morning. Police believe he was driving drunk. If you're going to drink, then you don't drive. An affidavit obtained by Eight on Your Side states Balea didn't follow instructions from an officer with the flashlight, asking him to move over for emergency vehicles. Not only that, police say he was traveling 51 miles per hour in a 40 mile per hour speed zone. When pulled over, an officer states Balea smelled like alcohol, but refused to take a... Damn, dude, he looks old as hell. I don't know if this is the same kid. Is this the same kid that was on the show with him back in the day? Wow, he's grown up, dude. Holy crap. That's the same one. He don't even look like himself. The Lizer test. He did take a field sobriety test where officers say he performed poorly. Mothers Against Drunk Driving say they aren't surprised to learn of his arrest. It's very sad. You you would hope that somebody learned their lesson, and especially when when there was an injury at one point. But we see this, that there are repeat offenders. John Graziano was Balea's passenger on August 26, 2007, when Balea crashed into a tree. Police say Hulk Hogan's son was driving under the influence during that crash. It's a day that changed Graziano's life forever, leaving him permanently disabled. Wow. The Balea's reached a... Well, that's what's so fucked up about drunk drivers. Is that they never get hurt, dude. They never fucking get hurt in a DUI crash. And people say it's because their bodies go all limp and shit because they're already drunk as hell anyway. So they're just kind of flying through limbo. And uh, the passengers almost always get fucked up. The other people involved get fucked up, but never the fucking driver. Yeah, I guess that show was 30 years ago. Holy shit, don't. <laughs> I just aged myself, I guess. We getting old, in other words. Let's keep going. $5 million settlement with his family. The entire Balea family. Of wow, $5 million they had to pay uh, for that man. 
But dude, that ain't even worth it. You're you're stuck in that shit probably for the rest of your life. They said permanently disabled too. Five million dollars is that enough money? I don't know, man. The entire Balea family uh, uh, feels a lot of love uh, and cares a lot for for John, and um, they they you know hope and pray that his recovery continues. Nicholas Balea spent eight months in jail for that crash that happened in 2007. Eight months now, in jail. Now for the DUI over the weekend, he made bond and was released from jail. Reporting in Clearwater, Annie Map 8 on your side. He made that bond and got out of jail. Hey, money can get you anything you want in the world, get you out of, out of jail. You can run over people, have kill people. It don't matter. Six, what's up? Six is in the house. Yeah, I'd rather be able to walk, too. That shit is no fun. Fucking with somebody in a wheelchair. It's a totally different life, dude. I mean, I feel so bad for everybody involved in that type of thing. Let me do something right quick. I need to change this uh, thing out. Make sure y'all hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button for me. I appreciate y'all. And hit that little bell to get them notifications. Follow me on all these platforms right here. I'm about to change this because it's got the old Twitter thing on it. Another overlay here. Doing this while I'm live. I never did it while I was live before, so it might be all whacked out. Boom, got the new X on there. I need to put that true social on there too, so that'll be changed again soon. Yeah, see Wolverine says a deal with a lot of people like that at work, car crashes and stuff. It doesn't look fun at all. No, nah, man, it's not fun. Especially for uh, if you're the, you're obviously you're the nurse, so you know how to change somebody from the bed to the wheelchair and vice versa. And you got to do that for every shower time, every meal time, every well, not every meal time, but you know if they want to get out of the the hospital room or whatever, you know what I mean. But doing day-to-day -day stuff, getting out of bed, going anywhere and doing anything, it's, it's a whole thing. Getting in and out of the car, if you don't have a special wheelchair van, that's it's a whole nother life, man. Let's see what we got here. Oh, yeah, yeah, here we go. We're talking about the re-education of the New Yorkers earlier. Oh, Hulk was ugly, scary looking ass. She's so scary, dude. Look at this bitch's face. Scary ass bitch. Watch her read this. See how her eyes are diverted down here. She's reading her little teleprompter. Giving out her orders. Reading her orders. Today I'm directing the director of Division of Homeland Security. And directing the director. Services to develop... Media literacy tools for K through 12 in our public schools. Media literacy tools 
What the fuck does that mean? They can't even read, first of all. I don't know about New York. They're probably better off, but you know how it is in Chicago. Most of some of these cities, they can't even fucking read. They want to re-educate them, but they don't even know how to read. They don't know continents. They don't know countries. They don't know how to tell time. They don't know how to multiply. They don't know nothing about money. Let's go again. Today I'm directing the Director of Division of Homeland Security and Emergency Services to develop media literacy tools for K through 12 in our public schools. This will teach students and even teachers to help understand how to spot conspiracy theories and misinformation, disinformation, and online hate. Start talking about what we're seeing out there. Give the teachers the tools they need to help these conversations in school. And by teaching younger New Yorkers about how to discern between digital fact and digital fiction, we can better inoculate them from hatred and the spread of it and help prepare them for a very fast moving and often confusing world. Today I'm directing the director of Homeland. Shut up, bitch. inoculate them they say all the magic words i love it reading their little cue cards the whole time scary looking bitch too look at that whore read it like you're looking down read it keep reading it yep want to read it more read it more keep reading it gonna read yep read it some more you raggedy bitch They ready to re-educate y'all in the New York area. Get ready. Misinformation, disinformation. Fa la 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 la. Speaking of which, let's go to the global warming misinformation scene. See what happens to a field of solar panels after a hailstorm. A hailstorm disaster in Nebraska, USA, reacted immediately and turned a multi-million dollar investment, a solar park, into a pile of toxic debris. Within minutes, hail destroyed 14,000 solar panels with a total capacity of 5.2 megawatts. The complex was planned by the investors to produce green energy for 25 years, but in reality, it only made it to four years. Yeah, they might ding me on that stupid ass music. Multi-million dollar investment, a solar park, into a pile of toxic debris. Within minutes, hail destroyed 14,000 14,000 solar panels, 1.21 gigawatts of energy destroyed in one second in 14 minutes. And then what do you do? You got a whole fucking field of debris out there. You better get a dustpan. Oh, yeah, that's why we're talking about New York. Let's stay on that. Mr. Eric Adams doing such a good job running the city that uh, the police department and the fire department, including sanitation, may not be spared from the next migrant cuts. Oh, boy.
NYPD may still have more cuts to the department next year. Even with the next five police academy classes already being axed as part of this year's migrant cost cutting, the mayor revealed Tuesday, whoa, what the fuck? The New York PD may still have more cuts to make more cuts to the department next year. Let me get this on his screen so you can see this running around. Even with the next five police academy classes already being axed. So they already know five more police academy classes, they're being bumped up out of there. So five more classes of cops not going to even exist. <laughs> what the hell? We don't want to do anything that's going to endanger public safety. That's the foundation the city is built on. Eric Adams said, but conceded. Everything is on the table. Except your paycheck, bitch. How about cutting some of them fancy ass trips to Turkey? All the little festivals that you get into. Multicultural events, riding the bikes, jumping the rope. What the fuck? What's up, Craig? Jacob's in the house. Wow, you just popped up on my view list. Great to be here. Much love from Mississippi Gulf Coast, everyone. Well, good to have you here, sir. Everybody say hello to Craig Jacob. Welcome him to the club. Add new rebels all the time. I appreciate y'all. Shout out to them rebels, by the way, too. Thank you guys for being here. I appreciate y'all. Boom. I'll be back on. Oh, we not, might not be doing a show on Thursday because that's Thanksgiving. I hope everybody's going to have a good Thanksgiving. Have a good holiday. Eat some turkey, some ham if you get into it. Whatever your cultural delicacies may be. Enjoy it and have some fun with your family. Well, you can, because these motherfuckers trying to end the world. The NYPD, along with the FDNY and the DSNY, appeared to be spared from the next round of cuts after the memo went out to city agencies from the city budget director, Jacques Jai, that called on the city to slash migrant costs by 20%. I know a way you can slash it by 100% by getting them the hell up out of here. Bye. NYPD, FDNY, and the DSNY are exempt from the January PEG program, the program to eliminate the gap. Out of concern that additional budget cuts at this time could impact public safety, health, and cleanliness. He wrote in a memo obtained by the Post, but the mayor reopened the door to more budget tightening later next year as part of an upcoming third round of 5% cost cutting to account for the ballooning migrant crisis. Worst mayor 
ever. I don't see no way out of it. His words himself. He's just going to keep cutting costs, keep cutting costs. They ain't going to have police officers soon. Yeah, check this shit out. It ain't just New York City. Look at this. The government and police in the nation's capital are handing out tracking devices and dashboard cameras to local drivers to help stem rising crime rates. Let's read it. Read it and weep, you bastards. The District of Columbia is combating car thefts and carjackings with dash cams and air tags. More ways to track people instead of actually putting people in jail. They want to track your stuff and everywhere that you go. But not them criminals. Why don't you put an ID tag on one of them damn criminals? That says incarcerated. They get on my nerves. Officials in the police capital handing out tracking devices and dash cameras. Jeff Pina contacted his father as soon as he heard that police show me nothing. We're passing out auto tracking devices and try to stem the sharp increase in carjackings, auto thefts, and other crimes in the nation's capital. This is the nation's capital, y'all. Washington. Crazy as hell. If you can't get crime control, crime under control in Washington, D.C., what's the hope for the rest of the nation? I don't understand. You would figure that that'd be like priority number one. That's where all the big wigs go. That's where all the heads of state hang out. But who am I? It's just crazy out there, said Pina, whose father, Raul Pina, drives for the Rideshare Lift app. Rideshare app Lift, I'm sorry. Especially now uh, because Christmas is coming and nobody has any money. Well, yeah, that's why everybody's stealing shit, robbing shit. I ain't gonna got no money for no gifts. We'll just go out here and get that five-finger discount. That's why the pair recently sat in line of cars winding around the block near Nations Park, city's baseball pro baseball stadium, waiting their turn for a police officer to install the tracker, literally just an Air, Apple AirTag, and show them how to use it. They're going to steal these AirTags and put these shits on eBay and sell them. People crazy as hell. The initiative is a part of a multi-pronged anti-crime offensive launched by the Metropolitan Police Department and Mayor Muriel Bowser's government. Violent crimes, particularly homicide and car theft, have risen sharply. And the deputy mayor for public safety, Lindsay Apai, flatly stated before the House Judiciary Committee last month that the city is in the midst of a crime crisis. Well, duh. 
It's a, t- a tent city crime crisis too. Drugs, fentanyl, prostitution, all kind of whack shit's going on out there. Come on, man. The elder Pino was 58, said he generally enjoyed driving and meeting new people, but had become much more cautious in recent months and stopped driving late at night. I do get nervous sometimes, he said. It's worse now because it gets dark so early in the winter. Right now, I feel very unsafe. There you go, President Biden. You got your citizens in your own town saying that they feel unsafe to be there. One week later, Fanita Dilworth told a similar story. The mother of three and grandmother of two was sitting in, in one of about a dozen vehicles waiting in the parking lot of the old RFK Stadium, the former home of the Washington's NFL team, for a city-sponsored handout of the dash cameras. They told me to get a camera and make sure somebody installs it for me. She laughed. If a person knows they're being recorded, they're less likely to do anything silly. Uh-huh. We see camera footage of them doing all kind of silly stuff all the time. They don't care if they're being filmed. They got the mask on. They got the hoodie on. They need to outlaw them damn masks too, by the way. The cameras were free for any district of a Columbia resident who drives for a rideshare company like Uber, Lyft, or Alto, or any food delivery service like DoorDash. Well, what about regular citizens? The AirTag trackers are available to any resident who lives in one of several designated auto theft hot zones. So you got to live in that particular hot zone in order to get that AirTag. Crazy as hell. And they spending money on that. Have no money to hire new officers, but you spend money on all that shit. Yes, exactly. I did see that. Craig Jacobs said, well, when they're trying to carjack uh, Biden's granddaughter, you know everybody else is in deep, Kamichi. Uh, yeah, Kim Shi. I saw that, and the, the Secret Service shot at him, too. Like, dude, they don't even know who they're breaking in the car. They just saw a, a flat-ass uh, SUV out there and was like, dude, let's get that one. Boom, boom, boom. Fuck around and find out. Keep this shit going here. Investigators say a pipe bomb, booby traps, and a murder plot found inside a New Haven man's home. Let's watch this one here. What appeared to be a pipe bomb, police say they found objects designed to be booby traps, and even that's not all they discovered started when this man, 22-year-old Mason Johnson, allegedly used police equipment to stop a vehicle Sunday morning. Based on that complaint, Nelson County deputies were granted a warrant to search Johnson's home on Jim Clark Road in New Haven. When they arrived at the house, investigators made some shocking discoveries. Inside, they allegedly found a pipe bomb, spiked weapons, booby traps, and a makeshift spike strip. In Johnson's room, there was more multiple firearms and police equipment, including a baton, pepper spray, and tasers. Deputies also report finding body armor with law enforcement patches on it. But perhaps the most shocking came next. Deputies say they found schematics and plans 
for the kidnapping of Johnson's ex-girlfriend and the murder of another man. Wow. So this dude was probably going to try to impersonate, or probably has already been impersonating a police officer. They said he stopped several vehicles using police equipment. He's got body armor with police badges and shit on it and a plan to kill some people. Wow. Over the summer, Johnson's ex had filed for and been granted a protection order by the court. As part of that order, Johnson was barred from possessing any firearms. Johnson now faces a slew of charges, including attempted murder, attempted kidnapping, use of a weapon of mass destruction, possession of a destructive or booby trap device. Wow, holy shit, what was this? The use of a weapon of mass destruction? That was probably the bomb, huh? Possession of a destructive or booby trap device. I wonder if he had like the, the door to the place where he stored all that stuff booby trapped or just his house in general. We'll try to read and find out. Violation of a protective order and impersonating a peace officer. Late Monday night, investigators could still be seen searching inside and outside Johnson's home in New Haven. The Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco and Firearms tells WLKY News, ATF agents and certified bomb technicians are providing technical assistance to the Nelson County Sheriff's Office, which is leading this investigation. Nelson Hill face a judge tomorrow in Nelson County District Court where he, where he will be arraigned for attempted kidnapping, attempted murder, and other charges. Reporting. Well, so just having the plans and having all the stuff gives him that attempted murder. Even though he didn't actually attempt it, he was planning to go forward with it. Crazy as hell. People are crazy, man. So I can find out what the... Uh, Yeah, he used that stuff to stop a vehicle. Found pipe bombs, spiked weapons, booby traps, and a makeshift spike strip. So this motherfucker has stuff planned out, so. I'd like to talk to his ex and see what, what the hell happened. What type of person was this guy? He was going through all this planning to do that? Crazy. They found tasers, baton, pepper spray, body armor, with law enforcement patches. They don't know the relation to the other man that he was trying to uh, kill. Over the summer, Johnson's ex had been filed uh, for filed for and granted a protection order by the court. He was banned from barred from possessing a firearm. So do they come to your house at that point or do you have to go turn them in when they say, hey, you can't have any more firearms. We're going to come to your house and get that. Crazy. Man, that's crazy. Give me one second here. Do, 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 do. Probably didn't hear about this store. Somebody shooting herself at the damn uh, 
Nashville Airport. She accidentally shoots herself in the damn leg. Like an idiot. Let me fix this. But they said that she was trying to shoot herself in the head or something, and, and the she missed and hit the ceiling or something. I have no idea. Let's watch. For the first time, we're seeing inside BNA as police rush to stop a shooter who's opened fire in the airport. WSNB4 investigates obtained this video and internal documents that show the whole thing unfolding. Chief investigative reporter Jeremy Finley took his findings to a top security airport expert and asked, what does this say about security at the airport? It's April 17th, 2022, and airport police are on the run. Near the north baggage claim at BNA, a shooter has opened fire. Where's she at? Airport police come from several directions. The internal incident report shows there's a lot of people in the area. Officers advance, moving around a wall. Someone is lying on the floor. Put your hands out in front of you right now. That person is Sydney Thomas. Listen to what she says as officers approach. Put your hands out in front of you right now. Turns out Thomas is on the phone with her mother and is relaying what she's done. I'm shot myself in the leg. I want to get you some help, all right? She said she shot herself in the leg and she wanted us to shoot her and that she wanted to just die. According to the incident reports, Thomas had three other rounds in the magazine of the firearm, along with another magazine and a folding knife. We do have one up in the ceiling. Nearby, police find another bullet in the ceiling. The report indicating Thomas intended to shoot herself and missed all of this happening with people nearby. What does this tell us about the security at our own airport? What it really speaks to is it's a public area. Jeffrey Price is a professor of aviation and aerospace science and an expert on airport security. Public areas are the hardest to defend because they're open to the public. Anybody can go in there. Price says after shootings inside airports like this one, there is routinely discussion about moving security checks to the front entrance. But all you've done is relocate the public area. And in some cases, you've relocated them to a place that's even more dangerous. That place is where cars drop off and pick up people. He says the reality, airports are heavily staffed in security that can quickly reach a shooter. And as for what you should do if this ever happens while you're in an airport? The, the standard run, hide, fight sort of response is, is something everybody should know. Jeremy Finley, WSMB4 Investigates. A spokeswoman for the airport did send a statement praising the response of the officers and the volunteer who helped de-escalate the shooter. Thomas was taken to the hospital. She later entered a plea deal for reckless endangerment with a weapon. Her attorney did not return our request for an interview. Dumb as hell, shoot herself on the damn leg. What an idiot. What an idiot. Why wouldn't they just have metal detectors at the front entrance when you walk in? Dumb. Here's another Nashville story. A serial attacker repeatedly hits a man in the head in an East Nashville laundromat. Watch this guy is just going to be standing here minding his own business. Situational awareness, people. It'll keep you alive. No audio on this video. Boom. 
I don't know what he hit him with right there. But he's getting like a metal pipe or something, a metal bar. And I don't know if this is a child right here. Is that his kid? Yeah, it's a kid right here. Trying to climb in the laundry bu bag buggy being silly. How kids do. And dude just walk, runs right up and busts that fucking head open. I don't know if I can even show this. <laughs> I'm going to show that on the Rumble show later. Make sure y'all follow me over on Rumble. Get into the other stuff that uh, may be a little more exciting to some. Let's do this one here. Another Nashville story. Three convicted after kidnapping and murder for hire scheme. Reconvicted after kidnapping, murder, Nashville couple in complex murder for hire scheme. Let's read this beast. Federal jury returned guilty verdicts against three men indicted in a murder for hire scheme announced uh, the United States Attorney Henry C. Leventis for the Middle District of Tennessee. Eric Mand, 48 and Byron Brockway, 48, both of Austin, Texas, and Adam Carey, 32, of Richlands, North Carolina, were convicted of murder for hire with the death resulting after a two-and-a-half-week jury trial. Brockway and Carey were also convicted of conspiracy to commit kidnapping and kidnapping with death resulting after a fourth member of the conspiracy Gilad Pillid, 49, of Austin, Texas, had previously ple pleaded guilty to the same charges and agreed to cooperate with the United States by testifying at trial. So four people all together. Dude, it's scary, son of a bitch right here. Look at them eyes, boy. Ladies, you want this your man right here? You want this what you're looking for? According to evidence admitted at the trial, Mand had previously had an extramarital affair with Holly Williams of Nashville. In March of 2020, William Lanway, also of Nashville, attempted to extort Mand about his affair with Williams. And at that time, Mand was an executive for his family's mobile automotive dealership in Austin, Texas. Man hired Pellid to respond to the extortion attempt. Pellid in turn hired Brockway and Carey to go to Nashville to investigate Lanway and Williams. Pellid testified at trial that when Lanway's e efforts to extort Man persisted, Man agreed to pay Brockway and Carey $100,000 each to murder Lanway and Williams. So he was going to snitch on him about that affair. And he said, you know what? This motherfucker's $200,000 worth me getting rid of him. I don't know if I'd go that far. Ain't nothing that good. I'm sorry. It couldn't have been that good. The evidence showed that man wired Pellid, who acted as the middleman for the scheme, $150,000 on March 12, 2020. And the day of the murders, 
uh, were occurred on the same day Brockway and Carey kidnapped Williams and Lanway from outside of Williams apartment complex in West Nashville and drove them to a nearby construction site where they were murdered. Wow. The victim's bodies were found on the morning of March 13th, 2020 inside Williams vehicle over the course of the next year. Man wired pellet an additional nine hundred thousand as payment for the screen scheme, and pellet withdrew the cash to pay Brockway and Carey for their roles. We're committed to aggressively prosecuting violent crime in Middle Tennessee, and I'm very pleased that the men responsible for these murders have finally been held accountable for their deplorable actions. Command the offers, da 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 da. This investigation began with the discovery of two murder victims, Holly Williams and William Lanway, inside of a vehicle off a construction road in West Nashville on Good Friday, 2020. Months of outstanding investigative work. That was a whole lot of investigating to figure out who killed those people, I'm sure. But they put the paper trail right to themselves, wiring the money straight to the guy on the day of the shit, too. Like, make it more obvious, please. They all face a mandatory life sentence in federal prison. They'll be set for a separate sentencing hearing sometime in 2024. Palad will also be sentenced in 2024 where... U.S. District Judge William L. Campbell Jr. will take his cooperation into consideration as part of the ultimate sentence. Hmm. Crazy as hell. Ain't nothing that good, dude. You're going to try to hire somebody to kill two people just because they don't want to uh, tell your wife probably about your affair? I don't think so. People are dumb. Let's do another Nashville story here. An armed registered registered sex offender accused of trying to kidnap an eleven year old off the porch. This your weirdo right here trying to kidnap an eleven year old. Nashville detectives last week charged parolee and registered sex offender Cordarius Caldwell, twenty eight with especially aggravated kidnapping following an October incident where he allegedly tried to take an 11-year-old girl from her East Nashville home. See what I'll tell you all about East Nashville, man. These people come from out of town. They don't know where they're coming to. During an interview with Youth Services Detective Trey Marlowe today, Caldwell admitted to forcibly pulling the girl off her porch and taking her down the street. The girl was able to flee after a neighbor tried to intervene. Caldwell, who has an extensive criminal history, is, was taken into custody on Hampton Street where he had been tased by officers after he attempted to flee. He had a loaded handgun in his pants. So the guy that tried to stop him, he don't know that these people are armed, man. I don't know how many people go try to kidnap people and they're not armed, you know? They know somebody's going to try to stop them or the victim's going to try to get away. 
Additional charges of being a felon in possession of a weapon and resisting arrest were also placed. He has been held in a lieu of $82,500 bond. Dude, I'd say no bond. Why the fuck you want to give an armed kidnapper any kind of bond for? He can't be trusted, obviously. And he was a parolee on top of that. Come on, man. Stop it. Stop it. Check this shit out here. Taylor Swift's Rio de Janeiro tour scarred by death, muggings, and heat-related illnesses. You seen this? You heard about this? The deaths of two people now. One, It was just one the other day on the first, very first show. The deaths of two people now. Heat-related illnesses and other misfortunes have left lesions of Taylor Swifties angry and disappointed. Oh, boy, don't get them mad now. Here's a picture here. Taylor Swift fans wait on, wait for the doors of the Nilton Santos Olympic Stadium to open for her Eras Tour concert November 18th. So it just kicked off the other day. Gabriel... Monjanot Santana Meloem Santos, 25, a fan who had traveled from the country's center west region to see Swift, was stabbed to death on a Copacabana beach about 3 a.m. Monday, police said in a statement. That ain't heat exhaustion. That's straight up murder, man. It was the second death of a Swift fan in four days. On Friday, the 23-year-old Anna Clara Benevides Macado fell ill during the singer's first show in the city and died later that evening at the hospital. See, that was the first one. Fans also reported fainting from extreme heat, being mugged, or getting caught up in a police raid. Wow. You know how the cops down are down there too. They're corrupt as fuck. You don't want to get be down there in Rio de Janeiro to go see the Taylor Swift concert. And now you're getting sex trafficked and shit. Your phone, your family calling them on the phone. Now you're in, uh, being held hostage, trying to get that ransom money up. I hope it was worth it. Rio's multiple municipal health department uh, said Benev Benevides who, according to a friend, passed out during the Swift's second song, Cruel Summer. Wow, how ironic is that? Experienced cardiorespiratory arrest, but the exact cause of her death is not yet known. Rio's Forensic Medical, Forensic Medical Institute examined the body Saturday and said additional laboratory tests had to be conducted. The online news site G1 reported. In a statement posted on Instagram, Swift said Benevides Benevides uh, death left her with a shattered heart. Before the show Friday, uh, fans lined up for four hours outside the Nilton Santos Olympic Stadium where temperatures soared to 41 degrees Celsius. Goddamn, 105 degrees Fahrenheit. Sweating. 
with a heat index of nearly 138. Wow. Inside the stadium, concert goers complained of unbearable heat, and some said they had difficulty getting access to water. And you know how it is in the States, man. They got those little sprinkler systems for us. They got little water places all over the place now. Just for reasons like this, you don't want to have a lawsuit being one of those uh, venues that uh, host one of these events and then have a bunch of people die on your watch because you weren't uh, being proactive. I didn't imagine my dream would turn into a nightmare. Said a fan, Calicia Menendez. Manias, Manias, I can't pronounce these names for shit, who told R7TV that she had gotten stuck with hundreds of other people on one of the ramps to the VIP area as security officers blocked the entrance. Once security let them through, she said people started running and she fell on a hot metallic floor that burned her leg. Yeah. And that hot-ass Rio de Janeiro sun, man. They ain't got the kind of amenities that we have here, I wouldn't imagine. Many people fell, burned themselves. The floor is literally hot lava. Ultimately, that night's show was postponed after tens of thousands of fans had spent hours lining up in the heat. Wow. Swift announced on Instagram that it was necessary due to the extreme temperatures. So probably by the time it got cooler and it was getting dark outside, they said, you know what? It's time to peace out. And who identified herself as Julia Alvaringa said that she was upset that Swift didn't decide to cancel earlier. Well, it, nobody didn't know what the temperature was going to be. You live there. You, you can make grown-up decisions for yourself whether you want to go out there and sweat it out. My, my friend, can you see how much I'm sweating? How all the pores in my body are dilated from the sweat? Alvaringa asked, visibly angry in the video posted on X, formerly known as Twitter, when she pointed to her waist, highlighting the extreme measures she had taken to attend a concert for which she knew she would stand in line for hours. I'm wearing a diaper, a geriatric diaper, she says, urging the artist to appear. Come on stage. I want to see you. Wow. So you got people out here wearing damn diapers, standing in the line, dropping dead of heat exhaustion, getting stabbed, getting robbed. I didn't know Taylor Swift was so fucking gangster. <laughs> what the hell? It's wild going to a Taylor Swift concert. The postponement was followed by chaos outside the stadium. Under a light rain, a mass of concert goers left the area, which is close to one of Rio Rio's working class neighborhoods known as favelas. Videos shared on social media showed groups of pickpockets robbing fans of their belongings. Dude, like... You're in the lion's den out there, and they get all these Swifties coming to town. Look at these little hoes. Flying in. Girl, let's go to Rio. Girl, let's go to Rio de Janeiro and she's some Taylor Swift. They gonna be some fine motherfuckers out there. Oh, hey! Hey, you got my damn purse! <laughs> 
Yeah, dumbass. What the hell? Dumb. Robbing the fans of their belongings seems not so unusual to Rio residents, but far from the postcards many tourists have seen of the Cicade Maravillosa. Many took refuge inside a Burger King bathroom, ducking for cover under tables and behind the counter in the kitchen area. Heavily armed police raided the fast food restaurant's basement. They get a basement at Burger King? As loud sirens blared and those stuck outside, the restaurant shouted. Some of those who were able to escape in taxis were overcharged by the drivers. Dude, everybody was getting it. You just a victim right there. You might as well just put a victim on your little ticket stub. Saturday's show was postponed to Monday night, but many who had traveled from other regions of Brazil and outside of the country had already made plans to leave earlier. Dude, could you imagine? Ain't no damn way. You went to a whole nother region just to see this bitch and all this wild shit's happening. We're not going to be able to make it, said Holly Oliveres, a 41-year-old Venezuelan who had traveled from Panama. A lot of people wasted their journey. Wow. So then she wrote a little uh, Taylor Swift's Rio de Janeiro concerts continue. Crazy. <laughs> Crazy as hell. I wonder what this is. Let's see. In case you missed this story, the pop star rolled into Rio Friday as a heat wave swept through Brazil. Temperatures climbed above 100 degrees during that concert. Sweating. And videos on social media showed Swift even stopping the show to make. Look, if it's, if it's hot, so if anybody says they need water, when it's this hot, they truly need it. Wow. Fans did get some water. At one point, she even threw water into the crowd herself. Unfortunately, a 23-year-old fan did become ill at that concert. And later Nobody planned for nothing. That one girl had that one big water bottle. It's going to last her for six months. Passed away. The singer addressed the tragedy with this message on IG, saying she was just devastated. Her heart was broken, um, and it goes out to the, the lady's family and friends. Swift postponed Saturday night's show, returning to the stage last night. And concert organizers made changes as well, pushing back the start date, setting up extra. I mean, it's more professional looking than I thought. You know what I mean? I'm picturing the. the a fucking desert with a half a tent. You know what I mean? This is professional shit here. Why don't they have water for these people? Get Mr. Beast to go out there and put some wells around this damn property right here so you can get some water going. What's up, Sonia? And handing out free water. Swift will now play a third show tonight, which means she won't be in attendance for tonight's Eagle show. Sonia says, fun fact, fans have been camping out in tents, in tents for five months since June in Argentina to secure spots as close to the stage as possible at the Estadio River Plate Stadium. Wow. People crazy as hell, man. Ain't no band that damn good. I love every time I die, but when they were passing out their masks and all them shots, I wouldn't go on one of them shows. 
I love y'all fools, but there ain't no damn way. You think I'm going to stand in line for six months? Travel across the Rio Grande to go see some people? Nope. I'll make up my own damn music before I do all that. Crazy as hell. For thousands of fans. That's crazy, man. That's crazy. Exactly. Uh, Craig Jacob says, Taylor Swift coming to town and bringing hell with her. Bringing hell with me, you hear? That's a great movie. Dude, that's a great point, too. Craig says, I wonder how much those tickets were. Dude. Thousands of dollars, I'm sure. Ain't no damn way. I'd be pissed off if I was a... I mean, you're a multi-million dollar artist. You're already making big-time money. You're not really losing a whole lot. Make that shit affordable. More people want to come see your shows. This $500 ticket shit's got to go, man. That's stupid. It ain't like the, the artist got that much better, you know? No way. Yeah, exactly. Stand in possibly your life, for sure. SC said I wouldn't do that for Michael Jackson's reanimated corpse. Remember when they did the whole, uh, uh, what was the thing? Like the, the fake AI or the, the hologram is what they called them when they dancing out there on stage and they had Michael Jackson dancing. Even that shit was creepy. Like everybody's getting all excited about it. I'm like, man, that's just weird, man. Let the, let them die, man. Let them be done with it. I think they did Tupac too. I'm sure Jada was happy about that. Sonya says in the United States, face value tickets to Taylor Swift, the heiress tour ranged from $49 to $4.99 plus fees, depending on the section. Thank you, Sonya. Best damn co-host on the internets. Let's watch this uh, video here. Keep this train rolling. Chugga, 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 chugga. Choo, choo. Army officers helping migrants enter further into the U.S. after legally crossing the border. So what's going on here is uh, possibly violating a uh, federal court order. U.S. government was ordered to stop degrading Texas barbed wire and other walls built by Texas. So these are the things that Texas has built on the... Uh, U.S. soil to keep these fools from coming over, even though they still want to come over. And you'll see these soldiers right here letting them come on across. We have military helping migrants cross into the U.S. Telling people to stay back and shit. Like, don't come over here filming us now. Like, they're standing on this barbed wire. That's dangerous as fuck. Lay your ass open. Get a country. Exactly. And I bet that these three men don't even like this, but 
Yeah, well, there's kids involved there too. Like none of these people are doing your job. Dude, get these fools back. I get it, man. It don't matter where they came from. They need to fucking go back. Uh, Sonia says Taylor's net worth at the billion dollar mark as she rakes in an unprecedented 85% of concert proceeds, which is said brings her 10 to 13 million per every single concert. That's amazing. Mo money, mo money, mo money. She's getting that damn money. Speaking of these migrants, check them out in New York City right there. Shout out to Viral News NYC for this clip and this story. Let's read it right here. Follow them over there on Twitter. Viral News NYC. Manhattan NYC. Migrant crisis. Hundreds of migrants. Illegal aliens. Sleep outside in the cold. Stacks on top of each other using cardboard boxes to shield them from the cold. Soon the weather will get much colder. African migrants stated they wanted to work and they needed working papers to do so. Chinese migrants state that they sit around all day with nothing to do. New York City officials have been stating for months that the migrant crisis is unsustainable without aid from the federal and state government. Look at that shit here. They're just, dude, they are fucking stacked on each other. It's going to get cold soon. And some people might go to shelters. Check out them Amazon boxes. This is amazing to me. Like, none of the higher-ups, no government officials don't give any two shits about this. I'd be running this on a network show every single day, all day long. You can't even walk. I mean, at least they got a little bit of space right here. I mean, Venezuela is hot. Rio de Janeiro is hot. Mexico is hot. They're going to be freezing their ass off here soon in New York City. New York City? Yeah, freezing that ass off. <laughs> Check this footage out I didn't see before of old uh, Judas. Little Mikey Pence. He's getting a gold coin and an elbow bump from Nancy Pelosi. Did anybody remember seeing this in 2020? I didn't see the coin pass off, but I did see the little elbow bump. Watch him right here. He's going to get his little gold coin. There's a little something for yourself. Get your laundry done. Watch right here. He's got it in his hand now. Boom. Oh, what's that? Yeah, that's your executive washroom card there, sir. 
I appreciate that. I'm going to go in there and break it off here in a little bit. Thank you. Got to get some elbow there for you, Michael. Wretched beast. Traitors, the lot of you. Sonia says, Rebel, where you're uh, able to see that post I tagged you in, it's about the border. Hmm. I don't know. Let's go find out. Let's go to Instagram. Do, 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 do. Would it be on my messages, Sonia? It should be in my messages, but I don't see it. Will you send it to me again if you can? Or maybe it's on my notifications. Nope, you have to send it to me again. I don't have it. While we're waiting on Sonya to do that, thank you guys so much for being here. I definitely appreciate y'all. Shout out to them rebels. Kaboom. I may not be back on Thursday because we're going to have Thanksgiving. I hope everybody has a good time with their families. Thank you guys for being here with me tonight. You can get this on your uh, favorite podcasting platforms, Spotify, Apple iTunes, all that fun stuff. Just type in Rebel Without a Reason. I should pop up there for you. Shout out to the moderators. Holding it down. Anthony McQuaid, Atomic Tabasco, Cat F, Zeta Weechie's Cane Sword, Latina and Callie, and the beautiful Miss Sonya Scrapbook. The best damn co-host on the internet. Thank y'all. Thank y'all. Sonya's going to send me that here in just a second. Oh, yeah, I got a good one for uh, starting off the Rumble show, so I want everybody to jump over there fairly quickly when we get ready to go. Here goes Biden. Saying he likes, he likes kids better than people. And by the way, I like kids better than people. <laughs> I wish I could stay and watch Wonka with you, but I'm not going to get to do that. And by the way, I like kids better than people. I wish I could stay and watch Wonka with you, but I'm not going to get to do that. Oh, he was disappointed, you could tell. But I'm not going to get to do that. I'm going to smell everybody in there, you weirdo. You fucking weird, you fucking weird guy. Sonya sent it on. Send it on Twitter or something. Yeah, it wasn't on my notifications, though. Yeah, I just played that one. Where were you, Sonya? I just played that one. That one there of the people going over the border. Just played it.
Thank you, though. I played it, though, sweetheart. Thank you so much. Is that the same one you're talking about, Sony? Because we just played it. <laughs> she said, I'm sorry, I'm back and forth in the kitchen. My bad, as you were. Hey, no problem. Continuing on. Let's watch this uh, reporter. Here, I think this is a Newsmax reporter. It's going to ask uh, Jean P. Jean Karine Pierre. All the hard-hitting questions. I want to ask about... This man didn't kill himself, by the way. <laughs> uh, in February, the president conducted an interview with, I believe it was uh, Telemundo, uh, and he was asked about the dismal state of his job approval ratings. And he answered in words to this effect, do you know anyone that believes the polling these days? And he talked in some detail about the difficulty of getting people on the phone and com compiling accurate polling. Whenever you're asked about the president's dismal job approval ratings, uh, you say we're not going to look at polls. We, we look at his accomplishments. And yet, when you are asked about various domestic policy initiatives, you will say these poll very well. People support what the president wants to do. If you look at the individual subjects on the polling, they support what the president's agenda is. So once and for all, are only certain polls valid in your eyes, the ones that support your agenda, or is the polling data that shows that President Biden has been stuck for two years at the, the low 40s in his approval ratings, are those valid? The polls that show that the electorate at large and also uh, significant majorities within the Democratic Party believe uh, that the president is too old, the polls that show the American people and also significant majorities within the Democratic Party don't want him to run again, and the polls that show his handling of the economy, foreign policy, all of these dismal polls, his job approval ratings, um, does the White House have any basis to challenge the accuracy of that polling? Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving. I'm getting the fuck up out of here. Uh, that young man didn't kill himself. Thank you guys for being here tonight. I definitely appreciate y'all. We're going to jump over to the Rumble channel, so make sure you hit that link. That's in the chat box right there. Go over to rebelwithoutareason.com and hit that link that's right there. We're going to run over to Rumble and do some fun stuff. Thank all my YouTube folks for being here. I definitely appreciate y'all. I'll be back at 7 on... Uh, no, not this Thursday, sorry, but probably next Tuesday then. Click that link to go to the Rumble Show, everybody. Let's go, let's go. Thank you guys for being here. Peace out, YouTube. I'll see you guys later. Shout out to the new folks that came in. Uh, Craig, and ja uh, Craig, Jacob, and Stanton. Thank you guys so much. I will see y'all next time. Let's go to Rumble. Peace out, YouTube.
thank you guys for joining me over here on the rumble side give just a second for everybody to jump in i appreciate y'all the like button has been engaged turning guns in the house anthony in the house crabby turtle in the house if you are present say present or here when your name is called <laughs> remember that shit back in the day back in the day let's kick this thing off how we do it right chp shoots and kills a man resisting was it justified or too excessive almost looks like this guy's got a gun six present se wolverine's present Thank you guys for being here. Let's get this thing started. Take it too far or not far enough. Boom, 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 boom. Fucking aired him out, son. Let me get my disclaimer over here. I probably should have did that first. Warning graphic content on this channel. On the rumble side, we show some rough stuff over here sometimes. Boom, 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 boom. Fucked him up. So he's fighting with the cop right there and uh, a couple of people free uh, freeze from freeze framed it right at the moment where the guy had the gun. It's kind of right there. So he was pointing the gun at the officer right there. So he's fighting with the guy. He points the gun right at his fucking face. Whoa, I got mine quicker than you, buddy. Boom, boom, boom. Let him have it, son. Get you some, dumbass. Get it. Let's keep this thing rolling here. Nikki Haley. Who's going to vote for Nikki Haley? Nobody. I wish she'd go a hell on somewhere. This little girl gets her a little check, though, in this. Hi, sweet girl. How are you? Good. I love your hat. Thank you. What if your guys get it to me for free? Roasted. Fucking roasted. Hi, sweet girl. How are you? Hi, sweet girl. How are you? I love your hat. Hi, one of your guys gave it to me for free. Ain't nobody endorsing you, you raggedy whore. I can't stand some Nikki Haley, dude. Dumb. Excuse me. Give me one second here. Nobody is above the law. Not even the little people. You acting wild out there, you can get yourself put into some mini handcuffs too. I wonder what little man did to get himself in trouble. Little man, little people get in trouble too.
see here. Let me go back, go back, go back. Do, 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 do. Oh, yeah. You know the winner is coming up here, so. Ladies, let's see what you got. Is this a new trend here? I had no idea. I'm on board, though. Oh, show. Titties. <laughs> well, it was cold outside. Cold. Titties. That shit was defined as a mofo, like little mountain mountain peaks. Keep going here. Give me one second. Oh, yeah, we're going to get graphic over here. Why do people do weird shit on the plane nowadays? Uh, graphic warning for video that you're about to see. This is definitely an insane to do on a plane. So this lady, uh, I guess she was wanting to get off the plane or get forward in the plane or get back. I don't know what she was doing, but she was very adamant that she had to uh, go. I'm ready, I'm ready to pee over here. So she's going to drop shit right here in the, in the aisle of the plane. No, fuck you. I got to go pee. These are grown people. They got children on this plane. Straight up indecent exposure right there for sure. Sorry, everybody. Just go and drop it in front of everybody. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. You're about to get escorted up off this bitch. Ain't no, nobody got time for none of that right there. Not even a little bit. No, 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 no. Keep your pants up at all times on the flight, please. Let's see what else we got here. Do, 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 do. Oh, yes, yes. Where's Sonia? Sonia in here yet? Sonia, get yourself in here. Okay, Sonny just sent me another link before I go to that. Yeah, I probably should have covered this while we were on YouTube, but it was further down my line. There was a cargo ship that got hijacked in the Red Sea. I don't know if y'all seen this or not, but um, Latina sent it to me, and I saw it too. I didn't think anything was unusual about it, but some people are saying that it's, it's AI generated. It's not a real thing. We're going to watch the clip together. You guys are going to tell me. Yeah, Sonia, I had this uh, story already to talk about where these rebels uh, hijacked this cargo ship. I didn't see anything weird about it, but she says that it's AI generated. Latino did. Uh, Latina and Cali. And uh, 
she's saying other people were saying that it looked uh, AI-ish too. So we're all going to watch it together. And everybody give me your opinion in the chat. What you think about it? Militants hijacking a cargo ship in the Red Sea. 25 crew members taken hostage. Those militants claiming the vessel seized in international waters as ties to Israel. ABC's Marcus Moore reporting in tonight. Tonight, Yemen's Houthi rebels releasing a video showing their fighters hijacking a commercial cargo ship in the Red Sea in support, they say, of the Palestinian people. A helicopter is seen landing, unloading Iranian-backed militants who swarm the deck, then make their way to the bridge where the crew appears to surrender with their hands in the air. Tonight, officials say the ship and 25 members of the international crew are being held hostage. The Houthi rebels seen moving through the ship, chanting for the sake of Gaza, claim the galaxy is an Israeli vessel. But the ship is British-owned and operated by a Japanese company, and officials say there are no Israelis on board. The Galaxy leader, last seen after it was hijacked, surrounded by Houthi boats, sailing with the Palestinian and Yemeni flags. The State Department calling it a violation of international law. We demand the immediate release of the ship and its crew, and we will consult with our allies and UN partners as appropriate on next steps. David, the Japanese government is negotiating for the release of that ship and its crew. The Houthis say the ship is being taken to Yemen's western coast, and tonight they claim this is just the beginning their battle at sea. David. Marcus Moore reporting from Beirut tonight. Marcus, thank you. Hi, everyone. George Stephan. Thanks, Marcus. All right, so we're going to go back and watch it from the very beginning here. And the first thing that stood straight out to me was the camera angle behind this chopper right here. Is the camera one of the 3D-type cameras to where uh, it's a 360, like the bungee jumpers and all those type of folks use to where they can... Uh, get like the 360 view all around them, even though they're holding the camera, you know what I'm saying? That it's like on a stick or whatever, and it can still see all the way around them. You, you can't even see a camera. It's almost like the camera's floating. So that's the first thing that I saw. Let's watch again. In backed militants hijacking a cargo ship in the Red Sea, 25 crew members taken hostage. Those militants claiming the vessel seized in international waters has ties to Israel. ABC's Marcus Moore reporting in tonight. Tonight, Yemen's okay, so here we go. This is the camera angle that I'm talking about. Where is this camera? Is this a drone following the helicopter? Is it? Does it have a 3D camera, a uh, 360 camera with like a pole type situation uh, a little further off of the rear end of the helicopter to get this footage? That's number one. Number two, they've got the Palestinian flag painted on this helicopter. Coast Guard is not out there watching these ships and helicopters can just fly onto any ship that they want to. I don't know. Y'all going to have to tell me. It's going to land here. It's going to land. So it's, it's obviously on the and, and the camera is moving, too, by the way. All right, so you're going to see the static shot. It's it's staying still, but now it moves. See it panned up right there? How is it panning up? Is this after the fact? They're editing this after to show us a little bit more of a... You understand what I'm saying? Like, watch it pan up here. Pans up right there. 
I mean, the shit almost looks like a video game. They were saying that it was uh, AI generated. So we're going from that camera angle. It pans up. Now you're going to get the dudes coming out onto the deck. And the, the video is very glitchy. It'll kind of go, ooh, 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 like laggy, how video games used to kind of be in the back of the day when you don't have a great connection. Great, great angle, though, right there. That's almost like a training video. And we're always looking at propaganda, just so you understand. Perfect, perfect camera shot right here of the, the people running. This thing's going to take off. It looks like a Navy ad. Peace out. We're gone. And everybody got a camera on their body, on their person somewhere. See if we can even notice. Maybe somewhere on their headpiece somewhere. I'm not sure. Okay, that one guy looked like he had one. Let's go again. Right there. I don't know if that's just his headband or... Got his logo on there. They getting paid advertising money for this shit. Yeah, is that a ship or a parking lot? Yeah, they're huge. So then this zooms in, or, or you got to imagine this is being worn on somebody's head. They stick their head in, boom, and they zoom in there. Or are they are they going in? Right at that very moment. I wish YouTube didn't have this stupid block in the way when I'm trying to make something slow. How it zooms in like that. That's weird. How that camera changed like that. That's that's weird. This little lag a little bit right here. See how it's kind of boop, 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 boop. It's kind of glitchy a little bit right there. See, it's kind of going boop, 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 boop. It's kind of... Glitching just a little bit. But that could be the lag of the actual recording, too. You're in the middle of fucking nowhere. I don't know what kind of GoPros these fuckers got. I mean, they got good imaging as far as little GoPro cameras and shit. And is this footage right here? Is this stock footage of this boat? I believe it is. This is all stock footage of it, too. But when they get here in a second, is this stock footage or is this footage from the people? And where are the people that were in the boats that were going to try to take this thing over? You know what I mean? So we get fed propaganda all the time. Turning says that ship is way too perfectly clean and that landing too is uh, too amazing to be real. It's filmed by the Entertainment Industry Foundation. <laughs> is that real? The Entertainment Industry Foundation? Yeah, it looks weird with the frame up. You go back, it looks like the U.S. flag on on it with the helicopter. Yeah, I did see that. That, uh, that was on the ship though. Right after they make that landing, it's right there. See it right there? It's got like a, I don't think that's a, an American flag if we zoom in on it close. It's got red, white, and blue and a couple stars on it. Here's to surrender with their hands in the air. 
Tonight, officials say the ship and 25 members of the international crew are being held hostage. The Houthi rebels seen moving through the ship, chanting for the sake of Gaza, claim the galaxy is an Israeli vessel. But the ship is British owned and op British owned. So it's a British ship. 25 hostages. I mean, okay, let's just say it is AI generated. Now what? What's the purpose of this? Who gives a fuck about a cargo ship in the middle of nowhere? And for some oppressed people that are in, uh, what do they call it? Open air prisons. They love to use that term. They sure do got some technology, man. They got a helicopter they can fly out all the way to the middle of the nowhere. They know exactly where that ship is. How did they track that ship? How did they know where it was? Did it have radar on top of their, on their helicopter? That's possible. Uh, Sonny says, yes, EIT Israel. It's a Hollywood charity organization. And the People's Fund of Maui is under its umbrella. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Along with others like Collins, SJW, Stupid Charity, Know Your Rights Camp. Yes. Yeah, highly sophisticated, exactly. Crazy. I mean, hey, you want to, I mean, keep doing it, I guess. I don't know. Is that how inept all these other fighters are that, uh, People in open air prisons with no rights, no water, no hospitals, no nothing. They got all these uh, caches of weapons. They have military helicopters. They can fly out in the middle of nowhere and hijack ships. I don't know. Anything's possible, I guess. Yep, Sony does got all the info. That's why she's the best damn co-host on the internet. In case she didn't know. I'm glad Sonya's here because I wanted her to see this. Uh, this is from the Daily Meme team. Um, showing a little bit of America. Good morning, America. Remember when America was great? Let's take it all back and make America great again. Let's watch this thing. How much are you worth right now as you're sitting right here?
for each person in the audience sounds like it could be an intriguing idea. Yeah. Shout out to the Daily Meme team over there making that cool shit for everybody. Cool stuff. I miss the 80s. Probably need to run down this right quick. Since you're going to be hearing propaganda. This is uh, this tranny week in case y'all didn't understand. They get a whole nother week. All the months added up into, uh, I don't know, almost a pretty much a whole damn year. Now they need another week, whatever, man. So it's training week. And they say group, groups like the Human Rights Campaign love to use deaths of gender-confused people to push their agenda, saying they that hate crimes are on the rise, but is it true? Here are some of the people remembering. They are remembering for the... Uh, Tranny Day of 2003, sorry, 2023, I'm sorry. Diamond Jackson McDonald shot multiple times in his mom's apartment near Philadelphia. No sign of forced entry, no suspects, arrest, or motive. That's one. So all these dead trannies, they're going to try to put out there and say, oh, feel sorry for them. Look how they're hunted down. Destiny Howard, victim of black-on-black crime, shot near Atlanta by a man who was paying him to keep their relationship secret. That's another one. It's another man. Marquise M.J. Jackson, victim of a black-on-black crime, beat to death near Philadelphia. Suspect still on the run, no motive determined. 
Kaylee Lovelight died in a knife versus gun battle with another man who also died later near Phoenix. It's unknown who started the fight. No motive established. Koshal Nirola. They just throwing letters together now. Beat to death by another inmate in a California jail. He was in jail for helping kill a man and stealing almost $200,000 from him. No motive determined. London Star, a.k.a. London Watson, a sex worker who was shot by a client after choking and threatening him near Fort Worth. A jury acquitted the shooter of all charges, not gender-related. Jasmine Star Mack. Drug addict found stabbed on the street in Washington, D.C. No suspect or motive identified. Unique Banks shot uh, during a home invasion robbery in Chicago. No indication the motive was gender related. Maria Rose Riviera died in an apartment murder suicide near Houston with an intimate partner. It's unknown whether he was the victim or aggressor and no motive has been determined. Manuel Esteban Payez Terran. We did a story about this idiot. The Tortu, Tortuguita, the eco-anarchist who died after allegedly shooting a cop during a police raid near Atlanta, not gender-related. Banco Brown, shot by the Walgreens security guard in San Francisco while shoplifting. The guard has not been criminally charged, and there is no indication it had anything to do with gender. No, the idiot was shoplifting. It's beyond obvious to see these so-called advocacy groups are fabricating a victim narrative to activate an army of social justice warriors. They pretend to care about these people while ignoring, ignoring the broader issues of crime and mental health. They promote destructive transgenderism, which just exacerbates problems these people already have. Exactly. So during training week, when they're going to tell you, oh, man, feel bad, these people getting hunted down left and right now, y'all just putting yourselves in some weird situation and getting fucked up. That's what happens to you. Oh, here goes uh, Biden creeping on a damn kid again. How old are you, 17? Oh, you're six? Oh, okay. This is from uh, Brick Suit over there on Twitter. The border is a disaster. World War III is knocking on the door. Economy is teetering. And Joe Biden spends his time chatting up a six-year-old girl. Come on, Twitter, you piece of shit. Boy, if you don't get this thing in order. About to make me flip out on you. Maybe if I close this window.
Come on, bro. You know what that means when I get the spinny wheel, it's going to be close to showtime being over. I definitely appreciate everybody being here, hanging out with me on YouTube and on uh, Rumble. Thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Yeah, it does that a lot after I... I used to do it a lot when I did the bookmarks, man. It would like reset itself all the time, so I stopped even using the bookmarks. So I gotta scroll down this whole fucking timeline again to get what I was after. Come on, man. Okay, here we go. I'll sit here and watch this spinny wheel for a half hour. Don't fuck with me. So this is the one where he says, oh, I like your ears. Like what grown up says that to a child? Does she have little elf ears or something on that made her ears look some kind of special in some way? I have no idea. Come on, Twitter, you raggedy bastard. Man, if you don't stop. Here's another of him looking weird as hell with his tongue out all crazy as hell. Weird motherfucker. You're weird, man. You're fucking weird. It ain't gonna let me play it. Dumb. Let's keep going. Let's watch this side so good as ass handed. Down! Now giving the man a call. Well, if you plan on crossing the counter at this restaurant, plan on scoring yourself a complimentary tour of the kitchen. My God, as he tosses it down, <laughs> now giving the man a complimentary sample of a one-piece, two-piece, three-piece, now giving him a, my God, this has turned into a family combo deal. The employee walks away like this type of shit happens every day and screams out, order up. I mean, order down. Let's take a quick look at the replay. Look, when will idiots learn that if you want to ensure having a longer life, you don't cross the counter because then you get tossed like a friggin' Caesar salad head first. Your entitlement doesn't mean shit at this restaurant as this man delivers punches of punches. Obviously, Carl Winslow has had enough as he continues to hit this man with not the one-piece, not the two-piece, but the ten-piece combo family meal with a side of Hawaiian punch. My God, rest in pieces, man. Got that ass handed to him. Two piece and a biscuit. Yeah, it ain't gonna play my Biden video for some reason. Dumb. So dumb. Check this shit out, Sonya. The FBI raids homes of another aide to Mayor Eric Adams and ex-Turkish Airlines official in connection with corruption probe linked to 2021 campaign. I hope this motherfucker goes to jail, man. He's going to get that Ray Nagin treatment from uh, that mayor from New Orleans. I know he was a fucking crook, too. And I can tell he's at Eric Adams is a crook, allegedly. I believe, in my opinion. 
and it's going to get caught. FBI agents conducted a coordinated raids on residences of a New York City hall staffer, a former Turkish Airlines executive. On the same day, the FBI conducted a raid on the Brooklyn residence of Brianna Suggs, the chief fundraiser for New York City Mayor Eric Adams. And what's funny about this is this happened on that same day that Brianna Suggs got uh, raided, but you never heard about three different people getting raided on the same day, just that one lady. They're trying to keep this shit under the rug. So these other two weren't uh, uh, major stories out there. The chief fundraiser in New York City, Mayor Eric Adams' uh, campaign. The Gateway Pundit reported earlier this month that the FBI launched an investigation against Eric Adams. Uh, who into potential illegal foreign donations from Turkey to New York City, Mayor Eric Adams' 2021 election campaign. It, it's going to be more than just his campaign. They're going to give it money directly into his pocket. The searches began early on November 2nd, targeted Brianna Suggs, Mayor Adams's chief fundraiser, Rana Abs Abasova, an aide in his international affairs office, and Sank Okal, a former Turkish Airlines executive who was on Adams' transmission, transition team. Brianna Suggs has been a pivotal figure in Mayor Adams' political journey. She's been instrumental in raising funds for his campaign, amassing over $2.5 million for his 2025 re-election bid, according to the Daily Mail. So in 2025, he's going to try to rerun again for uh, mayor of New York City. After he's ran that shit into the ground, you think people are going to vote for him again? I don't know, man. They might. Vote blue no matter who, that's what they say. Their professional relationship dates back to 2017. When Sugg joins Adams' office as an administrative intern during his tenure as the Brooklyn Borough President. So she was young as hell back in the day. She'd been with him for a long time. She And that is the reason why he canceled his trip. He said uh, there was a young lady that was distraught going through some stuff, so I quit uh, what I was doing and headed back. He had that big fucking meeting in uh, Washington, D.C. with Biden and everybody about the climate shit and the migrant shit, but he dumped all that just to go back and uh, let her have a shoulder to cry on. Sonia says, since that lady raised so much money, I'm convinced she was just the front person and that the real people behind it uh, also prepared her to be the fall guy from the jump, even if she didn't know it. Probably. Or she didn't think that she was going to get caught, and she called Adams immediately and was like, hey, they're uh, raiding my house. What do I do? Don't text me about it because <laughs> they got all of our information. They got your phone calls. They got your emails. They got your text messages all the way, all the way back to 2017. When time came to pull that card, they did when Adams got out of line. Yep. Dems love throwing women under the bus. Dude, they'll throw each other under the bus all the time but it does seem like the women get it more than the men 
Cause the men do some dirty ass shit like uh, child abuse, beating the hell out of their women, drugs, even murdering people, and they slap that shit on the wrist like it ain't nothing. <laughs> what is a woman exactly? Uh, she later ascended to the role of fundraiser and director of logistics for Adams triumphant 2021 mayoral campaign currently Suggs is associated with the Kings County democratic County committee where she serves as a fundraiser. So she's money laundering in here too. Allegedly her ABC Suggs has garnered 18.4 million for Adams 2021 campaign and already amassed a minimum of 900,000 for his 2025 re-election bid. Search warrant revealed an investigation into potential straw donor schemes involving foreign campaign donations. Why would foreign people want uh care about who the mayor of New York City was? Hmm. Crimes being probed include uh, theft of federal funds and conspiracy to steal federal funds, wire fraud, wire fraud conspiracy, as well as campaign contributions by foreign nationals and conspiracy to make such contributions. The involvement of a Brooklyn-based construction firm with known to links to Turkey and an obscure university in Washington, D.C., also associated with the country and Mayor Adams has also been probed by investigating authorities. On Thursday, it was revealed that the FBI also initiated their searches in the early hours of November 2nd at a townhouse in Fort Lee, New Jersey, along belonging to Rana Abasova, who holds the post of Director of Protocol in the Mayor's Office for Internal International Affairs. The other guy's house was also targeted. He was the top manager for Turkish Airlines in New York, dismissed from his role in early 2022 amid a broader company restructure. Details on what was seized from the homes have not been disclosed, while neither Abasova nor Okal have issued comments regarding the searches or accusations. Mayor Adams' campaign has stressed that Abasova had no employment or payment connections with the campaign. Some type of connections with it. Last week, FBI also seized New York City Mayor Eric Adams' cell phones and iPad amid a federal corruption investigation related to his 2021 campaign. The feds are now focusing on text messages suggesting embattled NYC Mayor Eric Adams helped fast-track approvals from New York from City Buildings Department and Fire Department for the Turkish government's headquarters in New York City. No shit. The text message in question are between Eric Adams, who at the time was Brooklyn Borough President and the Democratic mayoral nominee, Turkish Consul Green General Rian Osgur, and then the FBYNY, Commissioner Daniel Negro. Corrupt as hell. He's going to get it soon, I'm sure. All these other people are going to start snitching on his ass.
Let's see what else we got here. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all remember that uh the YouTuber that got shot in the mall? He walked up on that one guy that was picking up his food and he was said, dude, leave me alone, leave me alone. And then he just popped his ass. Well, he was in trouble already. He was, uh, he traumatized a woman weeks before that shooting. Let's watch this. Tanner Cook, he's that 21-year-old YouTube content creator known for making prank videos. Lomax says she and her sister were left traumatized by one of his pranks. At the Target in Sterling, she describes them more as harassment. We were approached by a man who was wearing a security shirt. He came up to my sister and I and stated that there was a known stalker in the Target who he noticed had been following us. He said he's gothic, he is wearing dark eyeliner, dark lipstick. We look over and we see the gothic gentleman standing there staring at us. She says that security man helped walk them to the checkout line as the so-called stalker kept following them. The next day, she reported what happened to Target in the Loudoun County Sheriff's Office. She claims it was Tanner Cook posing as the security. You guys are... I'm not like and wearing the same fake security shirt seen in his recordings inside other Target. That's him right there with the stupid little security shirt on, looking like a straight dumbass. Her experience was never posted on the channel. The intention, in my opinion, is he's trying to instill fear, and it worked. End up getting shot, dumbass. Oh, wait. Oh, shit. Sonia, you're going to love this story. So there's this other channel that I found. It came up on my feed the other day. It was called uh, Pink Book Lessons. And it's a young lady, uh, she's doing an investigation or, or doing a story about the investigations for the, uh, the city girl mayor. Now she's using $500 fines to help recruit the debt that she made. First I thought it was $50. And then I had to put my glasses on. Elizabeth Watson quickly saw an extra zero for a total sum of $500. And if she didn't stand in this line to appear in court. After the 21st, I'll be on $1,000. I created the City Girl Judge and the City Girl Mayor. I've been discussing both for years here on this channel. But I would say the mayors, they've been cutting up all year. You know, just doing whatever they want. Whatever, whatever, I do what I want like they're running some private organization. They really think they're not an employee of the people, the citizens of the towns and cities they represent. If there's one mayor who doesn't quite understand, it's the super city girl mayor herself, AKA Teflon Tiff. Super mayor, In this video, we're going to discuss- she's, She is more cockier than Adams even is. And she's gonna get busted too. They've done several interviews with her asking her to explain herself about the Las Vegas trips that she paid for. And she's standing right there in front of the reporter like she don't want to answer no questions. The Teflon Tahoe strategy to recoup some of the taxpayers money that she's been spending on her detail. Her security that rivals sitting governors representing millions of people when she's only representing 20,000 in Dalton. 
or how she's going to recoup the money from the $149,000 Chevy Tahoe that she signed for. Oh yeah, and all the hotels across the country and even the ones locally. Her $300 crab leg, shrimp and crawfish dinners or her $600 Ruth Chris dinners. And you can't forget about the tens of thousands of dollars that she funneled through her own nonprofit organization, literally having a check written for $10,000, <laughs> merchandise purchased for over $17,000, and uh. even having taxpayers fund events for her own organization. An organization that was supposed to help women with breast cancer, but no one has benefited from the organization besides the city girl mayor. I can go on and on, but after spending all of this money left and right, the super city girl mayor came up with a strategy to get some of Dalton's dollars back. That strategy was to heavily fine taxpayers for parking violations, I'm talking 10 times the normal fees, and then sending mass notices that if they weren't paid by a specific date, those fines will be doubled to 20. Dude, a $500 parking fine. And if they didn't pay it, if they didn't come and pay it by this date, it was going to be doubled to a thousand dollars. That's the normal rate. Take a look at all the folks flooding in the building here, waiting hours at the municipal court to pay these massive fines. We're going to get into it, but Dude, that's a lot of fucking people. All these people here for paying this $500 traffic, uh, sorry, parking ticket. She better get herself in trouble on this one. First, Take a second to make sure that you're subscribed to the channel and click the notification bell for all updates. Okay, so no one wants a parking ticket, but parking enforcement is necessary to keep these parking lots and streets in order. So I'm here for the enforcement. But what I'm not here for is using parking enforcement to scam citizens. You have a bunch of citizens out of Dalton, Illinois going through this. There's a story of a Dalton citizen who was unjustly ticketed when dropping off a passenger at the grocery store. The driver pulled up to the front of the grocery store, the female passenger got out, went into the store, and then the man who was driving pulled off. Two weeks later, that man received a $500 ticket in the mail and was told the fee could possibly double to $1,000. Two weeks later. Imagine dropping somebody off at the grocery store and getting a fine costing you more than what the person went in the store to buy. As previously mentioned, the median income in Dalton is $24,000. That's like spending a fourth to half of your income for the month on a parking ticket. Then there was another instance where you had one citizen of Dalton, he left his car in front of a pizza shop, went in to pick up their order. Little did he know a parking attendant was watching him, like how the feds should be watching the mayor and was sent a ticket in the mail three days later. The attendant didn't give them the ticket in person. They just snapped a picture of the car's tag. Now, you shouldn't be leaving your car there even for a minute. I'm not sure if there was a sign there that said not to park there, but typically you're not supposed to park there. You're supposed to park in the parking lot and walk those extra steps into the store or the restaurant or whatever business you're going to. One big argument that the citizens are having is that they're saying this location is private property and the village is unlawfully yeah, I saw that, Sonia. She says uh, she paid one officer on her detail 300 hours of overtime for a single week. Literally got a, a paycheck for 13000 And And uh, Nate's video, Nate the lawyer's video, if you watch his, he said that um, the guy was getting paid for 22 hours out of the day. So he, you only, he only slept for two hours? 
This motherfucker working 22 hours a day? Come on, man. And this type of shit right here will get you in trouble because when you're spending money on extravagant trips, you're going here, you're going there, taxpayers really don't see that or feel that immediately. You doing this shit right here will put your ass on the map where everybody in town wants you gone. You're fucking with their pocketbook now. You know what I mean? Literally, like, they feel in the direct heat of it. People tickets at the shopping center. The mayor needed to get money into the village, so she went after hundreds of people to massively collect on them. A normal ticket like that in Illinois should be no more than 50 to $55, not $500. That's 10 times the normal rate. Yeah, this right here will get your ass in trouble. They're going to look back at this and say, okay, this is what the rules say. Justify $500. She ain't going to be able to do it. Oh, it was... It, that was a clerical error. It was just one one digit over. We meant it to be fifty dollars. Actually, see how you got fifty five. We were gonna make it fifty. It was just an extra zero that was added on on accident. The fuck out of here. Teflon Tiff had her people send out these letters, ordering them to pay by a specific date, and if they didn't. Their $500 ticket would double to $1,000. That will be 20 times the normal rate. All of this is a strategy by the super city girl mayor to try to get more money out of the citizens, the same ones funding her lavish lifestyle, while the median income in the village is $24,000. Only on two tonight outrage in a different south suburban town, Dalton. Hundreds of people lined those up people. to pay tickets. They say they hundreds, this reporter just said, hundreds of people. And you, you heard her at the beginning, the median income of this, anybody in this town is $24,000. They don't have $500 for a fucking parking ticket. Never should have gotten. As CBS 2's Jermont Terry explains, they were told to show up in court today or the fines would double. Usually the trains are the loudest noise in South Suburban Dalton. Yet on Thursday, the rumble came from hundreds in long lines outside the municipal court. How long were you in that line? I can't even tell you, man. It was a long day. Hey, I sat down, I stood up. I've been in line for two hours. They are all here after getting slapped with various citations all of a sudden by the city. At first I thought it was $50. And then I had to put my glasses on. Elizabeth Watson quickly saw an extra zero for a total sum of $500. And if she didn't stand in this line to appear in court. After the 21st, I'll be on $1,000. Which is why hundreds packed the municipal court. That's and for a senior citizen, you know, on a fixed income. And these outrageous amounts is insane. The vast majority of people slapped with the $500 ticket say they never parked. And so I walk in and get my... You see, and these are all black people, too. So she's taking advantage of her own fucking people. You're supposed to be a mayor of the people, for the people, by the people. They don't want you charging them $500 for a fucking parking ticket, man. It's already prepared. 30 seconds Just in and out. In and run out. in and out. And there goes Five police later, parking enforcement right there. Eric Hagerman's $500 ticket came for parking in a fire lane in the strip mall at 154th and Cottage Grove. If you're in a fire lane, that's a little more understandable. $500, though, is a little excessive. There's other parking here so they can get stuff done. 
but he never received a ticket on his car that day. He says police, who we spotted parked in the same private lot, just snapped pictures as proof of parking. I got it three days later saying we have a picture of your car in the fire lane. We heard the same story repeatedly. She pulled up right to the grocery store, she got out, right. and then I moved. Then I got a ticket, like two weeks later, $500 ticket. Keep in mind, this is not city property. It's in a strip mall. It's in a strip mall. Yeah. So are you left wondering why the city is giving out citations for a private property? <laughs> yeah. Mayor Tiffany Hinyard did not respond when CBS, too, asked for an explanation. This administration has cost us five, $5 million deficit. And now I believe that the mayor is trying to make up that deficit on the backs of the rest. So this is the trustee right here. He's questioning where all that money's going. They're all questioning where all that money's going. They're going to explain who she is here in just a second too, Sonia. Dalton trustee Jason House says the tickets were not just for vehicles, but work permits too. I've heard residents that have gotten fines for not getting a permit to install carpet. And people waited well into the night to have their cases heard. There's something strange going on. In Dalton, Jermont Terry, CBS2 News. This is so crazy. This happened back in September. Hundreds of people lined up to pay those $500 fines. Every single resident. <laughs> pay me what you owe me. Super Mayor! It sounds like they collected about $50,000 for every 100 people who had a $500 ticket. Ooh-wee, $50,000 for every 100 people. And supposedly hundreds of people showed up. That's because they did not want to risk having to pay $1,000, so they went ahead and paid $500. And I see this mayor, she's been giving out these mayor bucks with her face all over it. Wonder if the citizens can use the mayor bucks to pay for these parking fines. And yes, this narc printed her face all over money, fake money that she made up and gave it out to citizens. Basically another way to promote herself. And as I said before, she spends most of her time campaigning and harassing people. Let's go ahead and get the conversation started. Is the mayor once again using the people to pay for the money that she already stole from them? Tell me what you think. Special thank you to Lisa G. I Crazy. Shout out to Pink Book Lessons over there on YouTube crazy like she's pushing it pushing it all the time dude like i understand the corruption and uh, you would think the other people other politicians in that town would be like yo yo man calm that shit down what are you doing like we can run shit but you got to be a little more subtle with that shit she's taking uh extravagant trips to las vegas doing all kind of weird shit saying uh sonia says she also manages some rental venue and if you have events elsewhere she will barricade the area and find you. She's crazy. Allegedly. Oh, yeah. Oh, Marion Barry. I remember him. And they reelected that motherfucker after he was caught busted smoking crack in the hotel room. They said, fuck it. Let's do it again. Crazy. Crazy. Man, it's going to wrap it up for me over here tonight. I definitely appreciate y'all so much. Thank you guys for being here. Shout out to them rebels. Boom. I appreciate y'all so very much. Um, I hope everybody has a, a great Thanksgiving. If you're not spending it with your family, uh, I hope you're at least uh, thankful for 
everything that you got here in life. We got it pretty good in America, even though shit's going down. Hopefully we can hang on to it. Shout out to the moderators, Anthony McQuaid, Atomic Tabasco, Cat F, Zetawichi's Cane Sword, Latina and Callie, and the beautiful Miss Sonya Scrapbook. The best damn co-host on the internets. Thank you guys so much. Uh, you can get this on your favorite podcasting platforms, all that fun stuff. If you search for Rebel Without a Reason on uh, Spotify or Apple iTunes, it should come right up on there for you. I definitely appreciate y'all. I have so many more stories to go, but we'll be here all night. I don't want to keep y'all all night, but uh, thank y'all once again for being here. And I will see y'all next time. Have a good weekend, guys. Have a good holiday. Happy Thanksgiving. Peace out.